Welcome back to Kimboology. This is the producer speaking, Rick Dog. I've been roped into another introduction here. Uh, as Kimbo is going to have a special guest here in a little bit, I'll introduce them. But uh, thank you and welcome back to everybody. This is episode 67. <laughs> Episode 67 here. I think uh, when this airs, this is going to be Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. Uh, if you forgot and you're listening to this on Monday, make sure you run out and grab a teddy bear or something. <laughs> uh, don't forget. Uh, that's funny. And uh, I'd also like to use this opportunity to wish my significant other, uh, Kimbo, a happy Valentine's Day. And I, I love you so much and I appreciate Everything you do for me and us and Georgie, uh, you're an amazing person. I'm super happy and proud of everything you do here on this podcast and everything else in life. So shout out to Kimbo and everything she does on here with this awesome show. I love that I have this platform to be able to say that and reach and shout it out from the mountaintop. So love you, Kimbo. Um it is, I think, the day after the Super Bowl, so everybody's probably uh, running around with a hangover right now. Sorry about that. You should, probably should have thought about that yesterday. <laughs> uh, hopefully it was a good game. Uh, hopefully it was a good halftime show. I'm sure everybody's probably complaining about it or uh, whatever, tweeting about it and stuff like that. It looked like it was going to be a good one. Um, I felt like the Rams were going to beat the hell out of Cincinnati. That was my my thoughts. I didn't bet on it because I feel like everybody on the planet was going to be betting on this one. I wanted to stay out of it, but that was my prediction. Let's see if that came true. You know, everybody's probably laughing at me like, you were wrong. You're crazy, Rick Dog. But that's that. Um, let's see what else is going on. It's February 14th. It is Black History Month, right in the smack in the middle of it. So let's not... Uh, forget about that. Let's make sure we continue to remember and uh, honor everybody that that needs to be. I just did a, uh, a little bit of studying up on Ida B. Wells and what an unbelievable life she had and led and the things she was able to do. Um, uh, I knew a little bit. It wasn't, uh, my memory was foggy uh, for obvious reasons, <laughs> like the party. Uh, but yeah, I was amazed by some of the things she was able to do. Um, you know, she was able, she was born in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, and throughout her life, she eventually moved towards Chicago, Illinois over her lifespan. You know, she was a powerful and very strong and very well-educated black woman who was able to, use her education um, to uh, journal, to, uh, for, to use it as journalism and to journalize everything that was going on in the country, the terrible things that were happening to African-Americans and the lynchings and, and stuff like that. She stood up against so much to get that word to everybody, the truth to everybody acro uh, across the country on black newspaper, uh, newspapers and uh, things like that. So uh, do not forget what she was able to do 100 years ago when if you just looked at a white person, you know, terrible things happened to you. So, you know, for her to stand up at that time and use, use her education and, and, and bring knowledge to other people, I think is amazing. So let's not forget Ida B. Wells, 
uh, an amazing human being. That was my education for the day. But we're going to get the show started here. It is going to be episode 67. Uh, uh, an amazing guest. Uh, I just edited and, and uh, produced the podcast. It was it was a fun show. So here it goes. This is going to be, you're listening to the Rick Dog Network. Uh, the special guest is going to be Jeez Louise. And you're listening to and we are back guys and guess what we have a guest on the show you guys i'm so excited i love this girl so so much i have so much respect for you girl uh this is jeez louise she is a renowned queer black beautiful burlesque dancer artist and she's joining us guys say hi jeez Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. You guys, she's busy boots, so I'm just happy she has some time to kind of like put us in her schedule. So please make time. I make time. You know what, though? And you know what? I respect that so much because you guys. So back basically back in the day, the reason I know Jesus, she was living in Chicago um, and she has an amazing, amazing variety show performance that she puts on. Um, it was annually, um, but now with COVID and everything, it's kind of just kind of like whenever we have, whenever you can get yeah. the production together in that sense. However, it is amazing. It's uh, Jeezy Juke's Juke Joint. Okay. And uh, I was a part of it. I would, I, there it is there. If you guys are watching in the visuals, there you go. <laughs> the cutest, cutest. I love, I'm obsessed with the, uh, the artwork. For your show. It's really, yes, really perfect. I have a t-shirt, by the way. Yes. I wore it today, actually. I do have a t-shirt. Yes. I should have wore it today. Yes. I, have, I wear it, girl, all the time. It's in my yes. drawer. Yeah, so, well, I, I love that because you put on the show and it features, like, Black, queer, you know, it's so inclusive. And then she has, like, uh, comedians. She has, you know, burlesque dance. She has pole dancers. So I was one of the pole dancers on your show. Yes, she hired I me. Nailed it. Thank you. So good. So yeah, good. well, you know what? When it comes to, because I know Gigi Jukes is coming back to Chicago, which I'm really excited. I already bought my ticket, so I'm really yes. excited. Yes, yes. So um, if you guys haven't, uh, if you are in the Chicagoland area, uh, I'll put the link in the show notes where you guys can um, watch her perform. It's going to be in March, correct? Yeah, March 24th through 26th. Sickening. Oh, so it's, yes, it's a three-night affair. Three nights, four shows. We're not playing. No. And, and the thing is, your production, like your show's, don't disappoint. And they're always full of exuberant. Like I met so many people from doing the, like, and we connected and people from all over too. Like, I think, um, I think, uh, uh, the girl from this, her name is Zara. She's from, or Zara. She's from Zara. Toronto, I believe, or she's in oh, Canada. Yes. Yeah. She's an amazing. Zyra. What was that? Zyra. Zyra. Yes. Yeah. Um, she, I, I still follow her and she's still killing it too. And like, just a countless of many other performers. But anyways, I want to let Jeezy introduce herself and tell us a little about who you are and just like, you know, share your loveliness with us. Wow. Where to begin? Well, I'm coming <laughs> to you from the uh, lovely Mardi Gras land of New Orleans right now. We're yes. in the carnival season. I moved here from Chicago about two and a half years ago. So basically just been here during the pandemic. That's right. 
And I remember your journey. I remember following because because I, I love if you guys don't follow her on Facebook, she gives a play by play of you know of her life. And when I tell you, you need your own you need your own uh, cameras following you, girl. Okay, I'm, I'm constantly like, where are the cameras? I'm like, literally recording this. Is this the Truman Show? Like, what is going on? Girl, uh, your life is the Truman Show. That's how Seriously. I feel. All the time. That's literally how I feel. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm totally gonna manifest. Uh, you guys like a reality show of Jeezy's life because when I tell you like it is literally it's so like can you share with us your journey in moving to and then also why why did you move to Chicago I mean why did you move uh, to New Orleans from Chicago I moved well I've always wanted to live down here um, I started coming to visit here I think in 2005 and I've been performing here for quite a few years about 10 years now I come down here every year once twice three times a year um, so I just always wanted to live here and dreamed of living here, but had never fully actually made any real plans to, but I was trying to get the hell out of Chicago. No Girl. offense, Chicago, Girl. but it's like, we needed a break. I know that's right. I needed a break for the love to continue in my heart. You know, I was Amen. like, if we continue on this way, I'm going to hate you. And I don't want to <laughs> hate Chicago. Cause I don't, I was like, right. I don't want to live girl. So we need to say, we need to. Were you, are you, were you originally from Chicago? Born here I'm and everything from St. Louis. Oh, okay. I've been in Chicago for 14 years. Gotcha. So, yeah, long time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had just moved into an apartment. Finally got an apartment of my own. Just had knee surgery, and then as soon as I moved in there, the building got sold to a shitty management company. They gave everybody like 30 days to leave. Like 30 days. Me and everybody in the Was this 2020? This was 2019. 2019 still. So right before it starts. Right before. Yeah, they gave everybody 30 days. Where am I supposed to move in 30 days with one fucking leg? Oh, my God. Like I was like, where am I supposed to go? And my best friend had moved here the summer before. And then her mom suddenly passed away. And I felt like it was just like all these signs coming together that was like, you know, I feel like I needed to be with her. Yeah. Just get, I was like, you know what? Chicago don't want me to be here. I'm finna go. Fucking crazy. (laughs) So I just rolled on down here. And yeah. (laughs) And, and mind you, like the journey there has been, wouldn't you say it's been kind of like, it's been tough in the sense of like, there's been a lot of like, what, like, curveballs thrown at you girl like i mean i, I went through my first hurricane yes you know I was can like, you tell us about that because i was like can't wait to get out of snowpocalypse can't wait to get out of polar vortex now i gotta worry about my roof gonna fly off oh my god is that what happened to you is that what happened roof, to your place my roof luckily did not fly off but okay. the kitchen ceiling did begin to cave in Oh my god! From all like the water damage. And yeah. So so guys, this was this was the hurricane of 2022, 2021. Yes, Hurricane Ida. Hur- hurricane Ida. And Girl. so you're so countless. If you guys didn't know, if you guys live under a rock, you know this hurricane like literally was so horrible for if um, if you're not familiar, you know the south of the U.S. that we get around that s- section of Florida and. New Orleans, Louisiana, Texas, even they get hit with the hurricane and it just seriously just demol- it depends though. Right. Cause it's like, sometimes it sometimes can really it just you. Sometimes it's like coming in strong. And then by the time it gets to the land, it's not as crazy or right. sometimes it just destroys everything. 
Yeah. And I actually, I was out of town. You were out of town. Evacuate. I had happened to go out of town the day of the hurricane. Oh my God. I didn't really, you know what? I honestly, I was like, I need to sign up for some type of text notification. Cause I wouldn't watch the news. I was like, how was I supposed to know? I didn't know. You didn't know? I heard little bits and pieces, but I didn't really know what was going on. Or I would have like, you know, maybe done more to try to secure the home. I don't know. Like, Wow. <laughs> and what, was your place just like, cause you have a cat too. Like what? Well, my what cat happened? was with my boyfriend. Got so, you. They Got had you. a time. He, you know, he had to evacuate with the cat. The cat done hid somewhere. He didn't try to catch him for two, three hours. Mr. Kathy, is that his name? Yes. Uh, they had to drive <laughs> like 19 hours to get to Texas. Like, oh I was God. lucky that I had already left. You know, I just had to stay gone for a long time. Oh, so, and then you, you, you kind of, at that point, did you reach out to the community and like, you kind of just like, in a sense, like found some place to kind of like hunker yeah, down for a little bit? When I was in hot springs with my friends performing, and then from there I went to our Dallas and Arlington, Texas, and picked up some last minute emergency gigs. Thank God. Yeah, thank God. Thank I God. Went to Walmart, buy some panties. I only packed clothes to be gone for two days. <laughs> it was a hot mess, but you know, I like I said, I was lucky that I didn't wasn't in the thick of it. You know. Right. Right. And nobody got hurt. Right. You know, in a sense of like people. Yeah. Okay. But their recovery was long for people's homes and businesses, you know? Yeah. Did you end up moving or did you stay in the place that no, you- I'm like- still in this shitty ass apartment. <laughs> they fixed the ceiling finally. It only took okay. them like a month to wow. do it. So. You guys, I literally was like watching a soap opera when I would go on Facebook and I would just like <laughs> tune into what's going on in Jeezy Jukes land. Like- I'm like, yeah. geez, Louise, what's going on in your labyrinth? And then she, she there was a whole, like, there was a whole chapter with Mr. Kathy, her cat, yeah. and, like, where, I think Mr. Kathy, like, ran away, or... For, like, four days, the internet was shook. We were all glued to our social media for updates. Wow. People in England were like, where is this cat? <laughs> he came back. Spoiler alert. Which... I'm a cat lady myself. I'm, I have my, my Georgie pants is going to probably join us in the background whenever he wants. But I was like de- desperately like, where's Mr. Kathy? Like I was so well, he was invested. Just, just chilling under somebody's porch. Like, what are you doing? Do you right. like this life of luxury that I'm providing? <laughs> Do I not give you food every damn day? Come on, cat. Multiple like, times a day. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Literally. By the way, G's like we're fully cannabis friendly here, so I will be getting high. I am high. I'm smoking smoking my Bebo pen right now. A little bit of you know, a little bit of sativa in my life. So just letting you know too. Um, However, I don't know. It's 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 not cannabis is still not not legal and no that also was some bullshit. As soon as I move, right? They gonna legalize weed. (laughs) Like I haven't been. Buying it, right? Keeping up the economy. <laughs> but literally, when you left, as it became as, like as soon it was a slap in the face. I couldn't believe it. Really, yo, Chicago. Like, was- and I also found this old Facebook status where I was like, "If Lori Lightfoot gets voted to be the mayor, I'm moving." <laughs> and look at that! Get him, brought her to us. <laughs> Thank you. I said, "I'm leaving." I'm over here. Dealing with this shit. Goddamn. Like, thank you. <laughs> wow. Total manifestation right there. Wow. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm leaving. <laughs> you know what though? I'm actually really curious because because I don't know your backstory um, of you getting into to burlesque dancing. Um, and then first of all, I want to actually give a proper like say definition and sense to like your what you feel like what you know is burlesque dancing to you. Can you tell us a little bit about more about that? It's always all burlesque dancers are like this is such a loaded question because you also want to make sure you answer it. I, Correctly. And that's why I wasn't going to do it, girl, because you know, I'm not, you know, <laughs> 50 billion definitions. There's so many definitions. It's also individually defined. To right, right. Me, okay, I'm going to say first off, I feel like the easiest way is people are like burlesque is the art of the striptease. Okay. Okay. But do I think all burlesque necessarily has all elements of striptease? Not necessarily. I've seen okay. some great burlesque with no titties to be found, you know? All righty. Your clothes on the whole day. The, the pasties or just, just like, a, like a whole bra? They didn't even get to the pasties. They okay. I done did burlesque acts where I'm like, am I technically just dancing or I'm doing burlesque? I feel like burlesque is a genre of dance at this point. We have like moves, you know, there's certain moves. Very there's much. There's different genres of burlesque, but I feel like, yeah, it's also a lot of people define it as satire, Mockery, okay. parody, like, you know, you can mock, like, celebrity culture, politics. Um, it's also glamour. It's sex appeal. And okay. basically where modern-day stripping came from. Ah, so thank you so much for that. Because yeah. I wanted to know from a professional, like, do you consider stripping and burlesque to be one in the same or different or like you know what is sisters i mean i don't know if somebody think that a pop club a strip club just popped up out the blue one day in 1975 out of nowhere you're wrong right like not one of them was just like i'm gonna make a strip club evolved and grew from burlesque which grew from vaudeville and obviously burlesque and stripping are different and also one in the same. Okay. And vaudeville, vaudeville is what? Is like, can you, what is vaudeville compared to Vaudeville is like the old, like, you know, before there was movies, uh-huh. you had to physically go to the theater with your ticket and your little coin. And there would be like, you know, comedians, uh-huh. chorus girls, Two guys doing their little comedy bits. Um, you know, basically everything that you would see at a modern day variety show, but just a, okay. lot, more, um, a lot more comedy skits, slapstick, you know, and then of course in there you got minstrel shows. Which ones? Minstrel shows, you know, the blackface shows like the Al Joseph. Uh, wait a minute. Sandy. I didn't know that was the proper That's term. part of vaudeville. Menstrual? It's called menstrual. Menstrual. Like show. in our put like our menstrual cycle? No, it's spelled oh. different. It's spelled M I N. Like menstrual shows. What are these? Like M I N S. School us. Yeah. See, I didn't know. That's why I was like, wanna I wanna get the tea from the professional. Well, you know, there's racism. Yeah, all over the place. Um, Fully, vaudeville was basically a form of theater that involved a lot of comedy and like chorus girls, and then from there is where burlesque grew, and Uh then you know as like movies started to pop up, and then you know more things like pornography, and then a lot of like burlesque houses got shut down. Mm -hmm. A lot of them turned into you know strip clubs. And that's where stripping comes from. Uh-huh. 
Mm-hmm. So, so burlesque is the OG, guys. It's the uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. We I mean, burlesque judges were getting arrested and losing their lives oh. and getting raided all the time for being, you know, they were considered sex workers of that time. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in a sense, okay. So that's a great kind of because I was going to say, do you consider is is bur- is burlesque dancing or the artistry of burlesque sex work? Is it considered that? Um, I don't consider it, but it's under the umbrella. Got you. You know, gotcha. I don't I don't think all burlesque dancers are necessarily sex workers, but I think that everyone needs to be aware of horophobia within Thank you. you know, within your own own bubbles too. Girl. And yeah. So I don't yeah. I feel like burlesque is not sex work, but there's people that still lose their jobs over burlesque and still have to fight in court over custody of their kids because they do burlesque and they try really? to against them. Like it happens all the time. Wow. So it is it can still be a threat. You mm-hmm. know, you are still, especially if you're a woman using your body, like that still is a threat in America. Very much so. I mean, they're taking our rights away yeah. in Texas uh-huh. as we speak. Yeah. Of course, now people consider it more like, you know, theater and, but also it just depends on the show. Okay. To me. Like, there's Would you some- consider Jeezy Juke like a vaudeville type of show or is... Well, you know, that's funny because one year we got voted best adult show, like for Chicago Mag. Oh, cute. And oh. like, but that's hard to market you know like what does right. that mean like best adult show like yes it is an adult it show. is yeah it is an adult show Got but like you. that phrasing was just like weird you know what i mean very much so very much because the thing is like and this is you know i think you now because i think i saw that you're doing pole dancing as well and you're like which uh-huh. i fucking love that you're like taking class yeah. that you're like getting on that pole girl but at the same time there is that, like you said, horophobia bullshit mm-hmm. in the sense of like, oh, I'm not a stripper. I'm a pole dancer and that whole like. Yeah, no, we're no, not having that up in here. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. Because it's like. Giant. We're not having that. I'm not having that in no circles that I'm. Okay. Absolutely. Not in no pole studio I go to or work at. Absolutely not. I love it. I love it. Because that's the thing. It's like we're all trying to. Like, because I think it's at the end of the day, we're all artists, right? We're all artists and we have a craft that we're, we train really hard and, you know, and it's, it's, it is a talent, you know what I mean? And it's a skill level that, you know, to get on stage and do what you do, you know, GZ, that's something that no, like it's, and especially the way you do it, right? Like, you know, like it's, it can't be like somebody from off the street just can't do that and expect it. Like it's, it's amazing, you know? And then like when I remember when we did, uh, when I performed it, because uh, I enjoyed the show too and I watched all the other performers, I was amazed. I was just like, look at all this damn talent. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, fuck the horror phobia. Like, why can't we just celebrate each other's talents? Mm-hmm. You know? sexuality and everything. Right. And especially like, I consider Jeezy's Juke Joint definitely like a variety, cabaret, vaudeville kind of show. But then we have the Hot Box, which is basically like our own strip club you know which i never got a chance to uh, check out the hot box but i've heard girl oh i heard the next one, march 26th you the hot box too is coming 
Yeah, that's going to be oh. the last night of Juke Joints. So. Oh, cute. Okay. Okay. I'm going to put you on the list. I'm going to put you on the list. Thank you. I appreciate that. I want to check it out. And you guys, I will put, if you guys are in the Chicagoland area and in marches, you know, just around the corner, um, you guys have to come and check out the show. Okay. Yeah. I will be in the audience cheering everybody on too. So, um, and I can't wait to see. I chose Friday night, of course, because the night you're hosting, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, let me go ahead and do that night. So it's cute. I'm going to yeah. bring my co-host. It'll, it'll be cute. So Love it. cute. cute. Um, well, okay. So more about kind of how you got into burlesque. Like, so basically what's, how did Jeezy, Jeez Louise come to be a burlesque artist to this, like right now? Like, okay. Well, I was <laughs> in, I was in, well, okay. When I turned 18, when I was 18 or 19, I went to my first like amateur night at the strip club. Because me and my boyfriend needed three hundred dollars, and he oh, was talking right. about it, and I was like, "You clearly don't have three hundred dollars." So okay, he was <laughs> mad because his mom took me to the strip club that she used to work at. Yes, <laughs> come on now, like, mom. Be all the road. She like showed me how to collect the money and like get up and blah blah blah. It was so cute. I live. Yeah, that is great. very cute. Mm-hmm. She's great. Okay. So. Yeah, that was my, I was like, okay, this is cute. I love, I love strip club. I'm all about it. So when I was in Chicago going to school, um, I was like, I need to work at the club again because I'm poor. And so I started doing it a little bit on and off. And around the same time, a few of my friends were in, or one of my friends was in a burlesque that had just started. And it was like they had were born out of doing a fundraiser for like a theater company, which is like how all burlesque troops came to be. <laughs> like uh-huh. in, in like 2008, eight nine, it was like you got together for some fundraiser and then you're like, let's do burlesque. Cute. I want to wear black fishnets and ruffle butt panties. Okay. <laughs> you know? And so I was like, you know, I really want to choreograph because I was trying to be a choreographer at the time. I was like, I want to choreograph for this troupe. And then somebody dropped out and they needed a replacement at the last minute. And they're like, Jeezy, will you replace this person? You clearly are a performer. You've been a stripper, so you're fine doing this on stage. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and I've been doing it ever since then. And that was 13 years ago. Wow. Amazing. Literally just been doing it ever since that day. I like no I learned about burlesque in college, you know, as a part of um like theater history. Because I went to school for musical theater. Okay, so that's where you okay, you went to school for music. Where'd you go? I went to Columbia College. I knew you. I knew you were a Columbia Um, girl. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Columbia girls are mad creative. Okay. Create. Yes. (laughs) I see that. Okay. Cute. Cute. Yeah. So, yeah, I just was still in school. So I started doing burlesque while I was in school. Okay. For sure. And then then, just in a sense of like, it's fun. You're making money. And like, you know, did you ever think that you were going to take it like, professionally and like kind of like that be your no I don't think I really saw what any type of burlesque future looked like at that time because I didn't know enough people like at that Mm -hmm. time to really know like what it could be or how large the community was or how many people were really doing burlesque around the world and so no I just was like this is great it's another way to perform like what I really loved was that you know, especially going to school for musical theater, you're just constantly 
constantly in the chorus, constantly saying some dead white man songs. Okay. Constantly being miscast in some weird way. And like, it was just nice to be having like creative control of Fair my nice. own art, you know? Love that. And yeah. which is so important because it's like mm-hmm. the, the, having, having the scope of uh, like from a black person, it's like most important as opposed to like being on a show for a white person, like trying mm-hmm. to write. It's from the black perspective, yeah, right? It's yeah. just such a different. Or they're Happy not, Black History Month, by the way. Like, yeah. yeah or people yeah. not are the teachers, or people not even having like enough material to even give you anything that's black at all. Very much. <laughs> it's very not much the so. list, you know. So. so then, okay. So then, basically, did you did you have now? Because you've been in burlesque for thirteen years now. Were there any like stereotypes of anything like that when it comes to burlesque that you've seen like so often that you wanted to like squash? Because it's like, now yeah. this is me just not doing my like honestly like that's why I'm like I ask the questions here. You're the professional, not you know. But like, is there like oh like burlesque all burlesque dancers are supposed to be a certain size or a certain color? Or, like no, like it's just burlesque is like for everyone, right? I'm I'm assuming. Well, I thought I thought that I could not really do burlesque because I wasn't like have an hourglass figure or like didn't have like boobs, you know, like, come on, look at what's happening. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing's happening here. That, hey, I listen. used to think that like burlesque was for people that have like, you know, a Coke bottle body. Okay. Even though like I'm slim and I, I clearly have like thin light skin privilege. Like I fucking know that. She's slim but thick, also, y'all. She's slim thick. I may even know slim <laughs> thick. I'm just skinny as fuck. And so I just didn't know that, like, my my whole life growing up, I've felt like my body type wasn't desirable. You know, I was always called boyish or, you know, string thing or skinny or blah, blah, blah. And so I didn't think that my body type would be desirable or acceptable, okay. which I feel like most people feel the opposite, especially if you're, like, plus size you would think that my body type is automatically, you know, accepted or seen. But, yeah, I felt really self-conscious about it. I really? had a stereotype. I was like, how am I going to twirl tassels when I don't even, my titties not even moving? <laughs> is that possible for me? Like, can I do that? And so that's like, why I always felt like I leaned on comedy a lot, obviously because uh-huh. I'm naturally hilarious. So it's not really hard. But I just also felt like I had to be funny to distract, especially uh-huh. like working in strip clubs. Like I'm completely terrified to work in a black ass strip club. Really? Like I went to one one time like six months ago and I was like, <sighs> oh my God. Really? I was like, I got no ass. <laughs> I'm not thick. <laughs> you're like just, you're like eating all the red beans and rice and cornbread you can. I was like, like, I got four C hair. <laughs> oh, stressed out. I was like, I need a sew in. I'm oh, done. I'm done. <laughs> not a sew in. Yes, I look like every time I, I like clearly, I don't know what it is, but. People in the strip club are always like, why are you working in the strip club? You don't look like you need to be. Which that's, I like. Hate. I hate when people say that anyway, because that's rude. For sure. People are there because they want to, not because everyone is like downtrodden and on drugs. Like some people just work at the strip club because they like it. Right. Fine. But right. like, I don't know. I feel like I just stand out. Like <laughs> 
I didn't feel like I did not blend it, which is also fine, but I have to rely on my personality a lot. Okay. But the thing is, like, you know, like, you guys, if you've ever seen Jeez Louise, like, perform, like, she gets, like, she has, like, the most elaborate, like, wardrobe. Girl, them, I'm still dying over those feathers, like, those, but, like, those that you got, like, you got donated to you, those giant, like, Yes, the fans. The fans. Oh my God. Like, and then just like I've seen it, I've seen it before. I'm like, it's it's a show, you guys. And she is so beautiful on stage. I don't know what the hell are you talking about. Well, okay. And burlesque, that's why I feel like I can be the stripper that I truly feel like I am inside. Ah, very you know? cool. I love like, that. At the strip club, it feels like you're the stripper that the customer wants you to be because it's more uh-huh. skills. You know, I got you selling a product, which is your time and attention and body. And okay. burlesque, I'm selling this performance. Okay. Or now, mind you, like you, you, okay. So, cause I, I can really align with you with the whole, like, cause I, cause I went, when I was living out in Australia, girl, I tried cause you girl, mm-hmm. I listen, I needed money. Okay. So yeah. I, tr- I was like, I can be on the pole. All right. No problem there. So yeah. I went my ass. I went my happy ass down to that white ass strip club and said, "Hi, I would like to. I would like to apply to be a stripper." And then they were just like, "Okay, bitch." Took a photo of me. And they're like, mm-hmm, "Okay, we'll call you." Bitch, I yeah. never got that call. <laughs> never got that call. And like, mind you, I would like. It was full, but the thing is, it was full of Aussie white girls. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then one girl though. There was one black girl, but she was like, motherfucking like, um, what do you call it? She was like, um. Serena Williams, like mm-hmm, fucking mm-hmm. so. I was like, there's no way I could like prepare her. Like, Jesus Christ, you know? So, but I was, but at the same time, though, I don't, wouldn't you say that, like, because your experience, you know, in the strip, strip club scene, it's like, there's a person for everyone, right? So it's like, why not hire me on? I could bring on a different clientele. I think, my, I think my issue was that I thought. You know, when I was younger, I naively thought stripping was about dancing and stripping. And I'm a stage girl, not a floor girl. <laughs> like I hear that. I gotta like talk to people and like I don't yep. I don't like feeling like I have to convince somebody to wanna give me this money. Like uh-huh. I don't fucking care. I just wanna do my little dance, twerk. Have the money rain down. Do my little pole tricks. Like, I'll talk to you at the table and stuff. But as soon as yeah. I got to be like, mm, like, try to get them to give VIP, that's when I'm like, oh, I just want to do the stripping part. And that's like 10% of it. You know, really? you're stripping. Because I'm the same as you, girl. I'm like, I'd rather do everything you said. I'm like, give me, the stage give me that. Time is, the stage time is basically your commercial for all the real work you got to do talking to these fucking people for nine hours. Oh my God, the ghetto. Get them to get dances of VIP. And I just, I'm so bad. I just don't care. I will. I do not have that like extreme hustle spirit. I'll just be like, sir, please leave me alone. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want this money? No, I'm going to talk to you. Whatever. Well, well, I just, I'm not, if someone's like, no, I just, I'm not finna be, I just will move on. Like, I really just want to dance. <laughs> So literally, that's amazing because then you cure. That's literally amazing, dude. Because because you, you literally then curated, you know what I mean? Like you're you curated your shows and like you know your gigs in a sense of like how it can so it could be that mm-hmm. very much that. And the thing is, like it's 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 paid off because like didn't you win awards in burlesque? Yeah, well, I've got some awards. Yeah, yeah, what are those awards? Come on, tell me about your awards. 2012 Miss Viva Las Vegas. Okay. 2013 Shimmy Showdown Champion. All right. 
Alma was voted number 10 most influential burlesque figure of the decade. Very nice. Number one in the world twice. Got the Silver Tusk Mentor Award. Come on now. Jesus Juke Joint Best Adult Entertainment. <laughs> Very good. Oh, y'all heard it. The receipts, oh, it's here. like the list is long, okay? that. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's amazing. I could talk. To, I could do my little thing on the stage and then talk to you for two minutes and then be like, thanks for coming. Gotta go. Bye. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> love it. Love mm-hmm. it. Well, you know, okay. So, like, I'm really, obs- I love the fact that, you know, I have you on the show to kind of, like, educate you know um my you know the listeners to like really because the thing is i'm sure like some people they're they're not really like talking to burlesque dancers all the time you know and asking you know so like this is where i love to kind of like ask those questions and kind of also just from your perspective too because like you said it's all subjective it's all different there's all different types of people and you know i just i love though your show in a sense because it's super inclusive you know not only it's burlesque but then we you know like you said you have um comedians, pole dancers, all sorts of like people. It's a show. It's a variety show. Mm -hmm. So are there any sort of shows or gigs that you want to like announce that you're doing? Because right now, so currently you are in New Orleans. However, you do travel and you do gigs all over, right? Are there anything like, is there anything up and coming that you want to like? Right now, basically focusing on Jeezy's Juke Joint. That's what everybody, and everybody who's listening to this needs to be focusing on that too. That's really all you need to be worried about. That's all you need to care about for the next two months. Get your tickets. Even if you can't come, if you're like, bitch, I live in Washington, I don't know, tweet it, twat it, tell somebody about it. Like, tell everyone that you know to come to (laughs) Is it virtual too? Can you go virtual too? Okay, I'll just do that. Even did, people up? I did a streaming show. What I tell you, trying to stream a live show. Is it the ghetto? It is so much more than just like setting up your little phone and pointing it at the stage. Like you got to have, first of all, decent, not decent. You got to have professional level internet. Okay. Ooh, right. <laughs> like, right. You know, you got professional level internet. You got to have two different angles. There you go. Yep. You got to have ethernet. Like it's. Girl, no. <laughs> I just uh, triggered. You just triggered somebody, her. <laughs> you gotta pay somebody to do all that. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. We'll take some video and then we'll put them on the internet later. Okay. Later. Very well. and that's what we and that's what the the one the show I was in because you could watch back like and then I yeah. had the and then you were nice so then then like yeah you were so nice enough to like she gave us you guys like Jeezy hooked us all the dancers and performers up with like clips of them performing yeah. like, you know because she had I she had you know professional cameramen to like videographers and things. And then not only that, like people could tip, people could tip out the dancers and performers. So girl, yeah. I, I thought, now mind you, I thought I was done. You know, I, 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 you gave me my money to do the show. I was like, okay, yeah, cute. Yeah. And then I had some more money coming later. I was like, you know, that's what. We that's don't what deserve I'm her. What? I love paying people. I love it. And it's so important too. It's so mm-hmm. important. Cause you know, it's, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm a little bitter, I guess, in a sense of like, you know, where I'm like, I don't see that often. And I've, I've been on the other side of things where I've been kind of fucked over and promised yeah. things. And then all of a sudden you're like waiting, you're like, wait, Oh, I never got that. Oh, okay. Right. never mind. You know, like, knock, knock. So, right. Well, with you, you were, you were like, here girl, this is the money you earned. And it's, I was like, Oh, wasn't yeah. expecting that. I was like, thank you. So, mm-hmm. So shout That's out to you. Yeah, the audience loves to tip. That's one of their favorite things to do is throw money. They make it rain. That's what I'm saying. Yes, <laughs> make it rain. So 
You guys, um, let's go ahead and make it rain on Jeezy when she comes into Chicago and performs. I will be there making it rain on her for sure. Um, thank you so much. Like, honestly, like, I think I learned a lot in the sense of this time for, like, when it comes to Berlin. Because the thing is, like, I didn't know more on the history of Berlin, mm-hmm. properly in a sense, too. Because, like, I again, I, I don't want to misquote and I don't want to have the burlesque girls mad at me, okay? Because that is one community. I'd be like, that's a community I don't want to piss off, okay, guys? <laughs> you know what we used to say back in the day? We used to say burlesque is classy stripping. What is but that? What is that? Like phobic. A- exactly. That's more exactly. phobic. That's yeah. 2010, okay? Yeah. We didn't know. Classy. Like, I know, exactly. That was like an easy, succinct way to explain to like the common man, you know? Right. Well, right. Like, they're like, oh, oh, you're Classy. not like the girls in the club. And, it's and like, so what? And so what? We can't be having that. We can't be having that. Because I'm no. also like, we are also the girls who are going to be in the club later. So that part. <laughs> We're both. That girls. part. And so, yeah, like sometimes it used to be easier to just explain it that way. But then, yeah. you know, you are, you're also giving off an impression when you say that. True. So, and know. I see what also, you sometimes when you're talking to some dumbass man, <laughs> just that's the easiest way to be like, oh, you know, it's like fancy shirt where we have feathers and stuff. And then they're like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. when you say like feathers and thing, they're like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh no, I can paint the picture. <laughs> but when you're like, oh, well, it's satirical parody of but they're like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> But are there titties though? They're like, is there? Are there titties? Am I gonna see a titty or not? I'm like, you guys see about 90% of one. That, okay. Just, you know, because the areola is the most offensive thing on the planet. Drinking alcohol and seeing areola, like, that's too crazy. God forbid you have a little alcohol and you see an areola. Yeah. That's okay. What are they scared of? Is this girl going to be lactating and squirting? They're so just they're like, what are they? Scared of, they're scared of their own selves. Oh. You're not worried about us. You're worried about being an uncontrollable, problematic man who can't control himself. So then you want to blame the women and the liquor when it's you, bitch. <laughs> Can we quote you know that? It's a quotable. I drink, I drink and see titties every day in my life. I've harassed a nan person. My life is intact. My okay. family is thriving. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Kathy is eating. Yeah. He's happy, goddammit. <laughs> the American fabric is still woven together. Okay. No, I never got I I never understood that shit either. Jeez, I was it's just kind of like, what? Example. I mean, it's the same reason why I have the strip clubs in different cities. You can either have alcohol or stripping, and you can't have both. Yeah, both. Like, right. I work with right. BYOB strip club in Chicago, downtown. What was Wait, that? Wait, what? There really? There was BYOB. They served no alcohol. But tell me this. They sure had a two-drink minimum of your little Red Bull and your cranberry, yep. which yep. was $8. Okay. It was $30 to get it. Damn. Damn. So then by the time they come to you, you're like, this motherfucker done already spent $90 just to come in here. With just to come in. Bottle. Right, right. And oh, like, ooh. Yeah. and then the thing is like, so how was, was it, you know, did it, it, I'm sure it affected you like greatly in a sense, like the pandemic and everything. Like, were you working during the pandemic? Like, cause obviously like in the sense, like, or were the, were the clubs open during, in the, well, in- I had worked at a club down here for like one month and then okay. I left 
during Mardi Gras season to like hang out because I wanted to <laughs> like have Mardi Gras. And then it was pandemic, so then I never went back. Got you. Got and you. I've only been back to one like six months ago, the Black okay. Ass Club. And I felt stressed out because there was no mask. But this was like oh, bitch. pre like Delta time. So it just was uh-huh. like, it was during uh-huh. that summertime where everyone was footloose and fancy free. Right. And then it started to get a little murky. A little murky. I was like, like, I'm not trying to be out here. Dude, because that's a thing. I I was like, I don't know if I could, I don't know what it's like working in the clubs now. I have a lot of friends that still do. Yeah. I personally been in one since pandemic. Got you. One time. So. Got you. And And then you said there weren't, there weren't, right. There weren't that many, like the masks. At the place I went to, but I know the other girls, other locations, they got to wear masks. And I'm just like, this all stressed me out. Stress, <laughs> like, stress, stress. Yeah. You know, I barely got on titties. My whole face and personality, my selling point. Now you can't even see that. So, come on. I'm screaming. No. Oh my god. I can't. Break. Like no. You're like, what can I? What can I do? <laughs> what you taking away all that I have? Literally. Well, I didn't think of it. You're right though. Like crazy. Yeah. Wow. So I've not been been up in there to know what's going on but i wanted i want to go audition to one i was i tr- well i tried to go two weeks ago and the security guard wouldn't even let me in because i didn't have a physical you. copy of my social security card i have yep. never been to a club ever in my life okay i've been to at least six of them hoes okay. i've never been to a club that require me to have this physical copy of the yep. social security card before i even got to walk in the building yep yep you know what, boo? You know what, boo? Because, okay, so I, I went to Essence Fest. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. It was years ago. And years ago. And so I was there. Kiki was cute. And then when I was down there, I really was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and make a little cash. You know what I'm saying? Nobody know me out here. Whatever. Let me get a little amateur <laughs> night on. You know what I'm saying? I seriously was. Because I went to this, I went to, because I always pole, I always go and pole dance whenever I go into the city. And so I hit up the girls and they were telling me, like, yeah, like one girl was from or- um, Oregon, uh-huh. from Portland. And she was like, yeah, I'm about to go work at so-and-so like tonight. You want to come through? And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, I'm going to dance. I'm going I'm to go work. I'm going to get some money. I'm like, what? Yeah. Say less. But then girl, I found out that you had to have your physical social security card. Who was carrying that around? Like, you're not supposed to be carrying that around. <laughs> you're not supposed to. No. Do you know Everybody why that? Do you know that why that rule changed? Do you know why? Why? Well, the I heard the girl told me basically was that they had to instill that rule, and because too many people from like out of the country were coming in and like working, I guess, and making money, and then like you know, obviously the government was trying to get their cash, you know, got trying but to get. I feel their- like you at this point, how many? applications and forms we done filled out where we just write the number down and then you can check it in the system like like i can't lie about what the number is right right and you're gonna find out eventually when you find yeah so that's what i heard because i was like what the fuck because i didn't know i was like i thought you could just come down here and then you know shake some ass for a little bit of cash and then you know if you wanted to but then they were like nah they changed the rules da, 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 da. i was like well damn probably okay. was because of the raid that happened a couple years ago uh-huh, uh-huh. really well raid they came they in and would do what they do raids they are still be raiding i don't really? even remember I, it was before i lived here so i don't girl i don't know wow <laughs> that's crazy no i didn't realize in that sense but like Fair. it makes sense it makes it yeah. makes sense Shit, they're still doing raids for cannabis, so they're still doing raids raids for weed, so 
But exactly. oh my god, I literally like you guys. Gigi's so fun to talk to. I could sit here all day and talk <laughs> with her, but I, but I'm not going to because I did not promise that for her. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick a quick little break, um, and then when we come back, we're gonna do my favorite meditate, masturbate, medicate segment. All right, we'll be back, and we'll be right back after these detailed messages. Today's episode of the Kimboology podcast is brought to you by Faith and Flower. Faith and Flower's spiritual bath teas will align your chakras from your root to your crown. Whether you're medicating, masturbating, or meditating, you can use Faith and Flower to elevate your bath and self-care rituals. Kimboology listeners receive 15% off their first purchase at shopfaithandflower.com. Use code Kimbo at checkout. And we are back, everyone. You know what it's time for? It's time for meditate, masturbate, and or meditate. So, you guys, you guys know, don't already know, this is a sexual um, um, wellness segment or our mental health segment, so to speak. Uh, also, you know, our cannabis or psilocybin segment. So you can kind of choose anything in that category. And yeah, it's all about wellness, you know, woman's wellness in that sense or... Um, but I am excited to see what you choose because I feel like you can kind of like get into like all three, but let's see. What, yeah. Which one do you choose? I'm going to choose Medicaid. Yes, Medicaid. Okay, cute. Medicaid. So um, now we don't promote uh, Big Pharma in this bitch because fuck them. Um, so <laughs> fuck Big Pharma. Um, so yeah, so what do you choose? So so do you do you dabble in cannabis at all or? Every day of my life. Yes. All day. Smoke it. I eat it. I drink it. I rub it on my leg. <laughs> so you have a cute. You know what? That's you know what that it, that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna send you a little care. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a little care package. Um, I got you. I'm gonna send you a little something something. Um, yeah. I have like a CBD balm, like a CBD like potent mm-hmm. CBD balm. That's it's it's as good with like aches and pains and things like that. I got you. I yeah, got you. I have. A, I was just in Seattle last month or two months ago, and I got this. CBD THC Tiger Bomb. Mm. And I would just slather. Talk to me nice. Body. Yes. Slather yes. all over my body. I don't care if I'm smelling like Target Bomb. <laughs> no, that's so sickening. It's a Tiger Bomb with CBD especially, and THC. Yes, especially after a <sighs> bath, girl. It's Woo! too good. I got. I left there with like three containers. I know that, and it's in yeah. Seattle. It was in Seattle. Yeah, I went to Seattle because you know you could just. Walk into the dispensary, like when is that going to be my life? When yeah, so my life. Do you think that's ever going to change in like New Orleans? I know it's a yeah, tough it's city. It's going to change the day I move out this bitch. I know, right? <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, when Gigi decides to leave, that's when we're like, all right, guys, we're like, all right, we're legal. Like you'd be like, um, the fuck. I feel like it's going to change. I feel like it's going to change. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, maybe not in the whole state. But right. I was like, the South, girl? Woo! I have a dispensary up in here. The South is tough. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I know, yeah. but listen, everybody smokes weed now. Everybody does. <laughs> like, everybody does. Well, you know, it was just... you. You know, everybody smokes weed, even the fucking cops and shit, so they're just using it in a sense of, like, to keep us down. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's, so, it's literally... Okay. J- this yeah. this innocent little plant that literally grows in literally in my backyard in my in my because I grow my I grow my own weed girl I have a greenhouse I grow that shit you're telling me that shit is so awful and so fuck like Ugh, come on it's now so frustrating it's, it's extremely so frustrating. extremely yeah. 
Okay, so you smoke it, you eat it, you drink it, all that, all that, all that, all that, all that. What are you smoking on lately? Do you have like a specific strain you like or like a, do you like sativas or hybrids or indicas? You know, I just, I'm checking out a new one. Hold on. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I love talking weed guys, as you already know. So yeah, okay. I just got guava. Oh, that sounds sexy. Guava. Oh my God. Does it smell like, does it smell like fruity? I'm over here like, I wish there was smell a vision. No, it just smells like weed. <laughs> <laughs> this one we got Skittles Indica. I ah, Zittles, yes. That's a good one. Indica. Okay, I usually avoid Indica. Why? I'm tired all the time. You're tired all the time. All the time. Oh. I'm just always tired. I don't need to be taking things. I don't need downers and shit that makes me more tired, you know? Ah, so you but like the sativas, the uppers. It, now I'm using it at night. So now I have a little nighttime ritual, which includes, y'all need to go to Purple Alien, okay? That's Ooh. purple with two R's. Purple okay. On Instagram. These edibles have changed my life. Oh, really? I don't do edibles because it's like, I might as well eat a bag of fucking Reese's peanut butter cups, okay? I might as well eat a bag of Reese's because everybody that's out here like, eh, make edibles. I'm like, okay, sure you do. I'm sure it's 10 milligrams. Wow, thanks. I need an edible that's 100 milligrams, okay? I need strength. I need power. My tolerance is so high, Kimbo. Wow. Is it really? You can't be coming to me with these little 10 milligrams edibles. Like, what is that? Uh, that's not enough. Oh my gosh. I'm going to eat the whole pack. You guys, do 100 milligrams? Her tolerance. I is, need if you're not familiar with the like terminology, of like, and I'm not that's a lot. I'm going to eat it all the, at the one time. But if it's a, if it's a little gummy, it can yeah. be 100 milligrams. It's got to be 20 milligrams. Okay, so you need a little 20, something stronger. Yeah. Wow, so interesting. Big, like when I get a Rice Krispie treat, Pack it in there. What are y'all doing? Damn. So your tolerance is up. Do you do you dab at all, Bunny? Do you know what dabbing like? I would love to dab if I knew where I could get. Oh, the Oh, that's wax right. Here. You yeah, know, like where am I supposed to get that? You did know? you do? Did you did you dab in Chicago? Any when you were here? I, I only do it when I go to Seattle. Oh, Seattle. <laughs> Got you. Got you. Yeah. Because first of all, I don't have all the equipment. The first time I did, yeah. Dab, well, listen. The first time I did dabs. I was in a basement for like 30 hours. <laughs> nine dabs. Nobody told me how extra- I did nine dabs. Nine? I had to call my friend to come get me from the basement. I was like, Megan, I can't move. I can't leave. I've been in this person's house for like a day and a half. Like, I need you to come get me. I'm and shook my right best now. Friend, my best friend had to rescue me. I felt like I was... Doing dabs is the most drugs I've ever felt. I was like, this is like drugs. Like, <laughs> blowtorch. Like, why is there a blowtorch? Yes, guys, there's a blowtorch. I felt like I was freebasing fucking weed. Like That's I, essentially what I, it is. Yeah. Then I was all in the basement. It was dark. I was like, this is a low point, this rock bottom <laughs> in my life. I felt rock bottom. I was like, get me out of this basement. Oh my God. You know what, girl, you are not wrong. Cause okay, guys, I'm going to put a little clip in here so you guys can see what dabbing and all that and what she, you know, it is in a sense, but it's like, it's the, it's basically, if you look at the plant, right, there's, there's a bud, right? There's like a flower, but it's got many names. So what they do, and this is like, they had different methods of extracting the THC from this bud, 
but the most the most um you know the best way to do it is solvulence less like basically like they squish it so let's take the weed and they'll press it and you get like this sticky like rosin type of material so that's like a form of you know concentrate really so that stickiness that little that goo that comes out they're taking that and they're putting it in a like a contraption usually they call it a rig or and then they put it inside there but before they do that they take a blowtorch and heat the part up so then it you know so it gets really hot and then they take that gooey stuff put it inside there and smoke it and then yeah yes, I will say it was like I felt like I was smoking like the taste was like the cleanest yes pure. I've heard that yeah it just felt like no smoke was going in my body you right. It's like I mean? vape. It's like a vape yes. vaporized. Yeah. Like, every time I hit a vape, I feel like I'm going to choke to death. There's, uh-huh. something, there's something like scratchy going on in there. I don't in know that little it. burn in the back of your throat. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 But, um, but it's so strong, I, right? It's very strong. You do nine. You just can't do nine. I this. would die. <laughs> I just like I my tolerance. Die. No, 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 no. Never in my life have I said, I don't want to be high anymore. Yeah. And I was like, please. Nine. Die. Take this away from me. Have you ever had have you ever had RSO, Rick Simpson oil? It's like a really black colored, like constant it it, you it's you eat you eat it. Mm. Um, and that's another form. So basically, but that was made because the guy that made it, whose name was Rick Simpson, he created this concentrate oil and he put it on his skin topically because he had skin cancer. Whoa. Yeah, and it and it cured his fucking skin cancer, girl. Cure that shit. However, you know, it's so it's a very great medicine if you're a can, right. you know, if you have a cancer. And so people take that, they eat it, they ingest it, they take it, they take suppositories. That shit, we recommend. It's a syringe. They have like it's usually it comes into like a syringe. We yeah. recommend only a grain of rice. That's how much oh. you take. It. That's how strong it is. Yep. Damn, that's crazy. Yep. So if you ever see Rick Simpson oil, Jeezy, do not eat it. <laughs> Somebody should have told me about that. I don't know why my yeah. friends let me do that. Oh my well, god! Well, they were going through a dark time. So. I could see that. I could see it. Nine dabs. I was there for emotional support, and then I ended up doing nine dabs. Ooh, I cannot believe that. Yeah, you had to get rescued for sure. There's no way. Like three days after that, I was like, I, I not. I was like, I can't. It's still a part of me <laughs> in my body forever now. That's how I, I feel. feel. Like- it's fucking in there, just fucking swimming. Yeah, it's literally like, in there with trying me. Trying to like detox, I was like, girl. Nah, <laughs> I can't. I cannot. I'm like shook that you took nine dabs. Oh my god. Now, now, Gigi, do you use that? You said you smoke every day. Do you think? Do you also use marijuana as a, like medicinally as well? Like, do you um like do you have anxiety or anything like that? Like, does like we help you with it that for, for everyone else's benefit? Okay. Okay. I don't smoke weed for me. I smoke weed for you. <laughs> So that I can be a person in society. Bet. I smoke weed for you. So when you're asking me dumbass questions, I'm not popping off hurting your feelings. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. it's really like me smoking weed is for the betterment of those around me. You know, it's not about me. It's really for everyone. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's for everyone else, you know? I love it. What's your sign, Jeezy? Talk to you in the crowded place, in the social room. Bitch, I'm going to be facing the blood before I get there. And if I don't, I'm going to be sitting in the corner. And then you're going to think I have an attitude. And I don't have an attitude. I'm just like, don't want to talk to anybody. (laughs) Literally. I I feel that energy. What's your sign? What's what's your sign? I'm a cancer sign. My partner's a cancer. You're a cancer? Cancer sign, Virgo moon. 
Scorpio Rising. Scorpio Rising. Scorpio Rising makes so much sense for you. Uh, I'm like, that makes sense. And Virgo. Your Virgo's a moon. That makes sense too. Very powerful signs. Mm -hmm. Very, very powerful. So your cancer though, that's your sensitive side. That's your sun. So deep down inside, would you say you're more sensitive and emotional? I am moody and sensitive. Okay. I'm a crab and I have a shell and I will put it on immediately. Okay. (laughs) That makes, I can't believe you're a cancer. That's put you out and then I'll cry about it. Ah, <laughs> no, I have a sauce. My sister's a cancer. My partner's a cancer. Like, I have such a spot sauce about the cancers. I don't know. You were giving me like, you were giving me like Scorpio energy, Virgo energy for real. But now that I know that you have a cancer son, I'm like, oh, Jesus, like a sensitive, oh, like no, that true. just made me like warm. I was like, okay, now I know your heart a little bit. Yeah, That's I'm cool. a sensitive little baby. <laughs> Aww, that's really sweet. Okay, sorry guys. I'm I'm over here like digesting her like birth chart or whatever because yeah. yeah, that's awesome though. Okay, cute, 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 cute. Um, okay, so we love the shweed, we love the ganja, we all you know. So let's uh let's manifest, guys, that you know uh Jeezy can get some you know uh recreational weed out in yes, our and north. I want somebody to buy me a dab setup for my birthday. June oh, cute. Okay. June. Tw- oh, so, so you're you Ju- oh you're end of June. Yeah. And you're definitely give me the the dab wax as well. The wa- and sativa, guys, not yeah. indica. You gotta give okay. me the dab wax because otherwise, what's the point of having all the contraptions? You know? Very true, very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it is a contraption. It's like a fucking chemistry set, guys. If you see this it's shit, a, it's a lot. It's a lot. And <laughs> then the thing is, there's but there's different types, right? Because I've even this is something that I'm trying to still get into because I don't really I don't dab either. Girl, I like flour. I'm a flour girl all day. Give me flour. And it makes Edibles. me feel old. I'm like, am I old because I just want some regular ass weed in a fucking glass, right? Like, at least I'm using glass. Jesus, give me that. It does feel that way, right? Because like people are like, oh, what I you feel have? old. I feel like how when my grandma used to pull out like a joint, I'd be like, <laughs> what are the kids smoking nowadays? Like literally, like they like you go walk into a dispensary, everybody dabs in there, and they're all talking about their oh, batter, butter, wax, shatter. I, like I cannot keep up with what's going on. That's why I get my little trips to Seattle. There you go. Get my little doop doop. Have you been to Portland? I have not been to Portland in a really long time. Okay, I haven't been. I really want to go. I really want to go. Re- like I'm thinking about in the next month. Mm. checking it out do you like do you like that do you like Oregon like do you like I mean oh, no, that's that's Washington I was there no, Portland's Oregon the last and time then, I was there was like 10 I want to say like eight nine years ago uh, okay. and I think I was there for two days I don't remember anything that okay. happened, but I'm sure it was great <laughs> Like, well, I'm sure it was great. The thing is, though, the weed is super cheap out there. So that's why I'm trying to go out there, you know, because they and they're yeah. they that shit is strong too. So if you want to go out, you know, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that shit, because they've they've been in this yeah. game, so yeah, they've been exactly. there. Um, GZ, you're so fun. I literally like hey. love talking to you, and I can't believe you're a cancer. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Oh, yeah. like, wait, what's your <laughs> I'm a Taurus. I'm a Taurus. Okay. Oh, yeah. I love do you? Oh, cute. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like cancers and tourists do well, well together. Tauruses. So. Well, look at God. Look at that. Okay. okay. Well, so I'm a Taurus sun, but I'm a Gemini moon and a Gemini rising. So I have a lot Ooh, of Gemini. Yeah. Interesting. Gemini and and the Gemini makes a lot of sense with me. It does it really does? Because like yeah, it's very much that. But yeah, Taurus son, stubborn bull, you know what I'm saying? Stubborn bull, prideful. I had to work on it though. Not anymore. I'm working. Got to evolve, guys. You got to grow, right? 
But um, thank you so much. Like you guys, how awesome is Jeezy? Like I cannot wait to come and see you perform in March. Yeah. We got to do it again. Like, I, And you guys, let's manifest that she's going to have cameras walking around her life soon because honestly, she needs it. Like when I tell you that this girl's life needs to be documented. Yeah, y'all need to know what's going on over here. Okay. It's, it's, it's a show. It's really a did. literal show and it's amazing. Like I love getting on the Facebook and being like, what's she up to? What's going on in her life? Like, what is this bitch going on? What's going on in the act? So, so yeah. So right now, if you're in the New Orleans area, Nola, uh, check her out. She's gonna be doing gigs all the time. Um, let Jeezy, do you want to go ahead and like uh, give your handles, websites, things that people can find you at? Yes. So make sure you spell it correctly. You're not gonna find me. You can find me at J E E Z L O U E E Z. That's Jeezy spelled phonetically. Okay. On Instagram, on Twitter, and my website is jeezy.me. Cute, cute. And then I'll put all this in the visuals and the show notes, guys, so you guys can check her out. Follow her on the socials and watch her journey. Find out where Mr. Kathy's at. Um, thank you so much again for doing the show. You've been amazing. Thank you. Thanks uh, for listening, watching. Yeah. Yeah, Love check it. her out, guys. She's she's great. It's gonna be a great. And then if you're in Chicago, come and join. Watch, you know, the Jeezy Juke joins. So much fun. I'll be in the audience making it rain on them. Yes. Uh, can't wait to give you a big old hug. And then I'll check out the hot box too, which would be so yeah, cute. We'll put you on the list. Thank put you. I'll be uh, Love it, love it, love it, love it. So yeah, guys. Um just, and, and anybody I put on the list, you just have to bring a black person. You can't bring a white person. What about a Hispanic person? That's fine. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, got you. Okay, perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, guys, you're like that. She's, she's gonna be that. Uh, no, she's like, oh, she's great. She's she's Latina. She's the Latinx. You know, she's in the Latinx community. So she's gonna be joining. She's gonna be joining on Friday. So it'll be great. It'll be great. Awesome. Um, you guys, it's been great. Uh, all as always, find us on the social medias. The TikTok is up and popping, y'all. So find me at, at Kimboology on TikTok, Instagram at Kimboology Podcast. Always send your questions and your QA and all that to Kimboologypodcast at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter. Let's be friends and let's go ahead and give, you know, Jeezy some love at the Chicago show or in person in NOLA. And yeah, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening yet again. And I'll see you guys next time. Next week. Bye. Kimbo out. Brought to you by the Rick Dog Network. Well, shoot the damn dog.